Hi, Shalene. I just wanted to send you a quick thank you for the way you have handled current events lately. I have seen so many things that have been so polarizing, and you have handled this with such humility and wisdom, as well as your friends who you've invited onto your Instagram and onto your podcasts. Everyone has been so humble and willing to learn from each other. And I'm so proud of you and Brett and Kenya and also just to be a part of your community that you have created with your podcast and your social media. I'm humbled to be a part of something that just has so much wisdom in how to handle things. It's been a beautiful thing to watch and I thank you so, so much. What's up, Buttercup? I'm so happy you're here. So grateful that you came back today, especially if you're returning after listening to part one. Part two, equally important, perhaps even more so. Today, I offer you six additional ways to be more positive, to maintain that, like how to get back to it, how to be it if you've never felt like you're a positive person, how to be more positive than you've ever been. These are actionable steps. These aren't just like hyperbole or philosophy. These are things you can actually do. Now, because you saw the title of this and you tuned in, if you haven't already listened to part one, please go back and listen to part one of the show. I also want to say before we get started that this is a skill. Being positive serves everyone. That's a universal truth. Now, I'm not talking about toxic positivity. (laughs) I'm not talking about dismissive positivity. I'm not talking about being a Pollyanna. I'm not talking about being unrealistic. I'm talking about being in a state of mind that allows you to be loving and open-minded. And that's what we need today more than anything is we need to be loving and open-minded. We need to be caring. We need that for ourselves more than anything. We need that for our family members. We need that for the people who don't look like us, for the people who don't think like us, for the people who we want to reach them, or we want to be loving enough to be reached ourselves. We need to be in the right frame of mind. So we're going to pick up where we left off. I gave the first five tips on part one, and today I will pick up with tip number six and go all the way through tip number 11. All right, let's get to it. The sixth one is really, it's in alignment with self-care, but it goes beyond that. There are times, and this might be one of them, when you just need to get off of the news and off of social media, and you know that. So it's almost like silly for me to offer this as a suggestion, but you have to do it. You can't complain about feeling these things and being inundated with them if you're the person in charge of filling yourself with that information and exposing yourself to it and searching for it and staying up late on your phone and thinking about it and talking about it and going into your group threads and talking to your girlfriends and your boyfriends and your family and just like you have to drop this at a certain point. Not that I'm saying don't talk about important issues, but I am saying if we don't have balance, we become unhealthy and that helps none of us. You've got to give yourself a break And sometimes you have to announce it. You might have to be the leader in your home. You might have to be the one in your friend group. You might have to just quietly go off of social media for a little while. And you don't have to announce it. 
And you're also entitled to, which is what I've been doing, post and go, right? Like I need social media to move my business forward, to stay relevant, to know what's going on, et cetera. But right now, it doesn't serve me, which therefore means it doesn't serve you to be inundated with it 24-7. So what I've been doing is a post and go. Like I leave my post and I go. I'm not looking at everybody else's stuff right now because I know I don't know what's in it. And it might contain content that doesn't allow me to feel peace, happiness, love, hopefulness. I want to believe in human nature right now. I want to believe that God has us all. And so I'm doing the post and go. Number seven, I hope this is helpful for you, is to have a direction or mind-shifting mantra. So this isn't your typical mantra. This is a mantra that you need right now. And I don't know what that is for you, but I'll bet if you think about the words you've heard this week, that when you heard it, it was like, oh, I needed to hear that right now. What is that phrase for you? I'll give you two of mine. The first is lead with love. That one speaks to me personally. I know I'm a leader. I'm a leader in my family. I'm a leader with my friends. I'm a leader in my community. I am a leader in social media. I am a leader in this world. And I have an obligation to lead, to be a leader who loves. The second was from Kanae, Kanae Corder. You've probably seen her on my Instagram. And you know what's really trippy? Is, okay, thanks God. This is one of those God winks. Just now as I said her name, and I haven't even told you the phrase that she said, just now as I said her name, I get a text on my phone from her. And she says, I'm going to be in Laguna Beach tomorrow. Isn't that interesting? Kanae said, you loving me is not a requirement for me to love you. Which means I can love someone who doesn't feel love towards me right now. I can still love them. I don't need them to love me in order for me to feel love towards them. So when I have accidentally (laughs) allowed negativity or anger or someone who's coming at me with rage to enter my awareness and I start to feel that like that feeling going away the the love feeling that I have and when I start to feel it slipping away because I'm being attacked or I'm being whatever I feel that rage that anger that disagreement if you will disappointment sometimes that's the word I just remind myself I can still love this person even if they don't love me. Number eight is to forgive and not to make it about you. When people say things or do things to us that are hurtful, when people are hurt, when people are angry, when people are rage-filled, when people are defensive, when people are ignorant, all of those, whatever the word is, we still have to forgive. Or we do ourselves an injustice. And I know personally when it's been most difficult to forgive is when I felt like it was personal. Like the grievance was personal. Like what you did was personal. What you said was personal. And 
I have learned to remind myself that it is personal, but not personally about me. It's often personally about them. So if I truly want to forgive, I have to remember I can't make it about me. This isn't about me. And gosh, and just let's go there for a second. Remember that when people are sad, when people are struggling, when people are angry, think about the person you love the most, whether that's your best friend or your child or your partner. Think about a time when you did something wrong. All right? And they're not perfect either. They've done a lot of things wrong too. And you've also done a lot of things right. But you did something wrong. And this person's coming at you with a lot of anger and a lot of rage. And they're really hurt. And you feel a little bit backed in the corner. And it's awfully tempting to pull out your resume and show like all the receipts for all the things that you've done right. And also to do the counterattack where it's like, oh, yeah, well, you did blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, well, what about this? And what about that? When that happens, now remember, I want you to stay right now in your relationship. Think about when this has happened in a relationship. Okay, now I want you to flip the script. And I want you to take a moment and think about a time when someone who you're very, very close with hurt you very badly. And you needed to be heard. And you're so angry and you just need them to listen. I've done this with my husband where it's like, I know I'm not perfect. I know I've done my things. But right now, I just, I need you to hear this. I need you to like, just let me unleash for a minute. And on the way into the room, while I'm about to unleash on you, I also stubbed my toe and spilt my water. And that's your fault too. This is one of the reasons why our relationship has survived so many hard things because we can do that and we have done that for each other. I think that's what love is. I think many couples need to be right and they need the story to be like all spelled out. But sometimes when you've been so hurt, You just need to get all the hurt out, and I may accidentally blame you for some things that you didn't do, but I know you love me enough to know this isn't about you. I just need to get this out. And some of this might be about you, and you better step up and apologize and see it. But more than anything, I just need to feel like you love me and you're listening, even if you're hurting too, even if. Something has happened to you that I need to know about. But like right now in this moment, the most selfless thing you can do for me is to just listen. And honey, if you're listening to this, sometimes Brett listens to my podcast. Sometimes he does not. That is, I mean, you are so good at that. You are so good at that. And I hope I can be better at it. But you have taught me so much about what that means to just listen when someone's hurt. And then give me a hug. And I'm probably then going to say, I'm sorry I blamed you for that. But thank you. I needed to get that out. I needed to say all those things. I needed to feel your unconditional love. Instead of talking about all the things that aren't fair, all the things that, what about this? And what about that? And what about this? And don't forget that. And how is this right? Or how is that wrong? Just if you truly want someone to feel Unconditional love, you got to let them get it out within reason. When it comes to people you love, let them get it out. 
I mean, how many times in your life have you gotten into an argument or a dispute with someone you love and thought to yourself, would you just shut up and say you're sorry? Just say you're sorry. And we can move on. Like, this is done. Now we've made it so much bigger than it needs to be. So instead of arguing with people, this is for this present moment. This is for life in general. This is for your relationship. This is when your children come to you as adults at some point, which they will, and tell you all the things that you did wrong as a parent. When your spouse needs to unleash, when the person you love needs to come to you and tell you that you've hurt them, find the strength that it takes to allow someone you love to be heard. All right, before we get to number nine, I just want to caution you because when our anxiety levels are high, when we're just feeling things that we don't want to feel, it isn't uncommon for many of us to want to self-medicate, whether that's having you know a couple of extra adult beverages at night or I don't know, whatever it is you choose to self-medicate with, there are healthier alternatives. Consider the risks that are involved when you turn to something that can be addictive in nature. Even if you're like, well, I'm not addicted to it or I don't have a problem with it. Just be aware that there are healthier ways. There are all natural ways to calm yourself and to feel better. And for many people, that happens to be CBD. Now, the CBD that I tend to recommend is one that does not have THC. And I just, for me, that is the safest thing I feel comfortable talking about with my audience. And I've done the research and the company that I recommend for you, my listener, is Soul CBD. And that's for a couple of reasons. Most importantly, there's no THC. So you can't get high. It doesn't have any of those qualities. And it helps by recalibrating your central nervous system to homeostasis. One of the reasons why you hear all these kind of seemingly crazy claims about CBD is that it has an overall impact on our nervous system. So as you can imagine, that's going to improve a lot of things. For some people, they could feel a major improvement with their sleep or anxiety. Some people, it's energy, inflammation, pain. So consider if you are looking into using an all-natural product to help you with your anxiety, if you haven't yet tried CBD, I would highly recommend you try My Soul CBD. That is the brand that we use. Their ingredients are triple lab tested. It's USA grown. It's organically farmed. It's gluten-free. They've got gummies, which are super convenient for travel. They've got drops you can put under your tongue. I personally love the lemon drops because I can just put them in my water and then I don't even notice it. And for sleep, if you follow me on social media, you know that I really feel I get so much more restful sleep when I take their sleep aid. And it's a combination of melatonin and CBD. And I don't know if they work together in some way, but I have zero side effects in the morning. I personally don't struggle with anxiety, so I can't speak to that personally, but I can tell you I have a lot of friends who do, and they swear by CBD. The brand to buy, My Soul CBD. And you get 20% off with the code LIFER when you go to mysoulcbd.com. Again, the code for 20% off is LIFER. Speaking of being calm, let's move on to number nine. Turn to that person who knows how to calm your storms. I bet you know who that is. Like when I give you a moment to just reflect and think about one individual, whether it's someone you know in real life or if it's someone, maybe it's a podcaster, maybe it's me, that would be amazing. 
But more likely than not, it's someone who has a very calm and authoritative voice for you. It's someone who like understands you. Maybe it's just something about their energy. Again, it's someone you know in person or maybe it's someone you follow on Instagram, whatever it is. Maybe it's your pastor. I don't know. Could be someone that doesn't even know how much they calm you because I bet one of the people who I look to for this or one around me when I need calm, I bet she doesn't even know that she does this for me. Her name is Noelle and Noelle has done my makeup on just a few occasions, but there is something about her energy that really makes me feel calm. And usually when I'm about to go on stage or do an important video message, it's such a like a moment where I might have somebody else doing my makeup. There's a lot of storm inside, like my brain is all over the place and I need calm and I don't really even, in fact, I don't want usually someone to talk. I just want to be around that energy. So it's not necessarily someone who knows how to talk to you to calm you. It might just be someone whose energy makes you feel calm. Every one of us needs that person who helps us to feel that, that person who gives you life makes the day look brighter, the person who makes you feel calmer. They recharge your energy. You don't have to talk about the thing, or maybe you do. Maybe it's that person who allows you to just vent and go crazy, and they just listen calmly, or they have a way of giving you perspective. Whatever it is, I know you know who that is, and that person allows you to be a better version of yourself. You've got that person in your life, turn to them and recognize that they are that for you. And if you don't, just know you can find that person. The internet's a pretty big place. Just search the feeling that it is you're looking for. It might be someone who practices meditation. It might be someone who practices Reiki healing or soul healing. Again, I don't know what that is for you, but that person exists And it's up to you. It's your responsibility to find them because you need them. Number 10, know what provides you with a physical release of emotion. We are emotional creatures. We were born to express emotions freely and openly. And somewhere along the way, we have learned that if we express emotions, we're not in control or that makes us weak, especially emotions that are considered negative or especially things like crying or anger. But those are expressions of emotions. Tears are even an expression of an emotion. And emotion is energy. So when you don't know what to do with emotion and you just try to move on and push past it and do other things, it's still in there. It's still bubbling up, just like it is if you were to hold a giant inflated ball, a child's ball, you know, like one of those little rubber balls you play with, you can get the, you know, grocery store for $2. I'm sure they're like $10 now. But anyways, one of those balls, if you push that below the surface of the water, if you're in the pool or in the ocean or in the lake, and you push it below the surface, there's so much energy in that ball that it wants to just pop up and you just keep trying to hold it down. And before long, you realize it's just going to explode through the surface. That energy has to go somewhere. And tears are an expression of emotion. You can cry. You can run. You can move your body. You can jump. You can sing. But you've got to let emotion out somewhere. Or they stay trapped in our bodies. And they build. And they fester. And they drain our energy. 
and they lead us to burnout and they create these emotional imbalances. And eventually then that turns to disease. And in the process, we end up taking it out on other people and we end up chronically ill or chronically depressed or with these repressed emotions that just all explode. So remember that the best thing you can do for yourself is to take care of yourself if you care about other people. And lastly, this is number 11, try a walking meditation. If you've never heard of a walking meditation, it's because I think it might be something I created in my own head. I like to call this meditation for people who have a hard time sitting still. But the powers of meditation are less about the sitting still and more about what you're able to do with your mind. And so for me, in order to kind of have my mind sit still, I need to move, at least to walk, and I need to be outside in nature. So I created these recordings for myself, and they've helped a lot of people. And, and many of you have reached out and said, can you create a moving meditation that we could listen to this week? And if that's something you'd like, let me know. You know, I've got a few things on my plate, but if that's what you need, that's what I will give to you. I will create that for you. I'll create something special for you. You'll need to let me know, though. So reach out to me on social media. Reach out to me on Instagram. I'm at Shaleen Johnson. Make sure you're on our newsletter. That's at Shaleen.com. But in the meantime, if you need it like right now, I have put a link to a couple of my past moving meditations I've released here on The Shaleen Show. Of course, those of you who are Phase It Up members, you have quite a few of those in your membership site as well. So just do a little search for those so you can pull them up. And again, let me know if that's something specifically you'd like. This is not something you want to listen to like around other people. You really do want to like block out all other distractions. It works best if you're able to go outside into nature and move, but not do anything that requires thought but also truly be able to focus on the words. Focus on what you're hearing. Focus on what you're feeling. Focus on what you're seeing. Focus on your senses. Lastly, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for caring. Thanks for doing your best to take care of you. I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon. Oh, and please share this episode with anyone you know who needs it. They need some positivity. They need to take care of themselves. They need to know specifically how to do that. I hope that you will share this with them. Love you.